Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Is Ireland's largest mobile network with around 3.3 million consumers, customers. The company arrived in Ireland 18 years ago and Robert Finnegan was employee number one. He has been the CEO ever since and recently sat down with Newstalk's Jess Kelly and Gavin McLaughlin for an in-depth discussion about the growth of the company, challenges during COVID and the benefits, if there are any, of 5G. He started by recounting how his journey with 3 began. I mean, it was 2004 when we really started off. And I always remember getting a call from uh, Canning Folk, who's the uh, CEO of CK Hutchison, our, our parent company in Hong Kong. And he said, Robert, I'd like you to run this um, mobile communications company we've, we've got in Ireland. And I said, great. I said, uh, sure, I'll do it. And uh, I must go into the office and meet uh, the staff. And he said, oh, no real need to do that. And I said, no, well, why? And he said, well, actually, there's nobody there. I said, oh, are they all out building the masks or are they out, you know, in the stores? No, actually, you're the only employee. You're the first employee. So uh, it was a bit of a, a startup, as you say. Um, we bought our licenses off Comrade and then we started to build out our business in terms of our network and our stores and our contact centre. Um, and we got to about 10% market share by 2014 and then we acquired O2 successfully, which took us to about 30% share and now we're market leader with 40% share. Best network in the country, best contact centre um, in, in the country as well, not just in mobile, but across all industries. So we're delighted with that. Mm. You mentioned the, the O2 takeover, which I think was a lot one of the big shifts that a lot of people kind of sat up and went, OK, cool, what is this change? What does that mean for me? And one of the big points, and I don't know if it came at the same time, was the all-you-can-eat data. Three was synonymous with all-you-can-eat data. How important was that to have as your point of difference to the from the other players that were in the Irish market? Really Really, really important. I mean, when we set out first, we said we wanted to be a data network. Yes, of course, we had to cover voice uh, mm. for people. But we saw that the future was going to be about data as well. So if you take it at 2G technology, which is the really old technology, uh, which was around when we started off, is really about people to people, people talking to one another. 3G and 4G then went into uh, people accessing data, obviously, as well as talking to one another. And we pioneered that. We, you know, we were the first 3G network out there. We were the biggest, the fastest. And we introduced, as you say, all you can eat. And the reason for that was to attract uh, the younger um, group and cohorts, which we've done very successfully. And of course, those, that younger group has now grown up to be adults and they have their own children. Mm-hmm. And we're still very successful at that. And we're a data network. You know, we carry, we've got about 40% market share in the country, but we carry well over 50% of all the data on the mobile networks. So, you know, it's been, it's been really good for us. We know how important it is for people to be able to access the internet uh, and, uh, and use data. And that's what we pioneered. Mm. I was always intrigued, even when, you know, before I was doing this gig, hearing about the all-you-can-eat data and all the rest. How can you do that from a business point of view? Because people were topping up their phone with 20 quid and getting all-you-can-eat data. And then you had idiots like me paying 80 quid a month for a, a limit of five gigs a month in terms of data. And it never made sense to me. And that's why we pioneered it, because we said, look, we've got our network out there, we've got plenty of capacity, so how do we attract people to use that capacity? And at the time, people were using limited amounts. Mm. But if you go back like 10 years, people on average were using 250 terabits of data a week. Now that's 16,000 terabits of data a week. Yeah. So that's a 65-fold increase in 10 years. Now, if you if you take a, a like any factory, and our network and our data centres are like factories, they just process you know data or voice um, through them. If you've got to increase your factory to 64 times over 10 years, Mm. what its size is now. That's huge. So every year we're increasing our data um, 
capacity by about 50% as people use more and more. So while it looks very smooth on the surface that actually, you know, everything is great, um, we are working really hard to make sure we meet the demands of customers using that data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the key thing now, isn't it? And voice probably on the decline data is where it's at. And the next generation, of course, is 5G. Now, I'm going to stick my neck out here. I am proclaiming 5G a flop. According to Comreg's data as of Q1, we we'd only 500,000 odd plans here, including uh, broadband 5G. Most people don't need 5G. 4G is perfectly fine for them. Gavin, you know what you remind me of? Somebody who once said, we don't need mobile phones, we have landlines. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I wish people would put put in more landlines because it's great for radio stations. But please continue. (laughs) So I will come back in a year or two years' time and I'll say to you, Gavin, do you want to retract that statement? Because actually, uh, I think the evolution of 5G, you know, as I said at the start, 2G is about people-to-people communicating voice. 3G, 4G was about people, yes, talking to each other, but also people connecting to the internet. 5G is about... Fast, doing that faster, but also internet connecting to internet or things connecting to things. Uh, and I think we'll see the emergence of that over time. It's not going to be an immediate overnight yeah. everyone switches to it. And it's a bit like mobile broadband. When we introduced mobile broadband first, which mm-hmm. we did after the all-you-can-eat packages on voice, we were the first to bring mobile broadband to the country. And people said it'll never take off. Now it's huge on 4G. You know, I run all, down in Dunmore East, I run all of my internet connections for Sky, for everything we do. During the pandemic, I work from home, three, 400 megabits per second using 5G. Yeah. So it's phenomenal. And I think 5G has a role to play in terms of the internet of things going forward. But but it's yeah. also got a huge role to play in fixed wireless access or home broadband. So where people cannot get fibre, 5G is phenomenal. Yeah. And, and in manufacturing is the other industry where you can see it could be but very also, useful. It's a cheaper alternative to fibre in cities and urban areas as well. So it can play a role in urban areas where you can have an alternative to fibre at better value. And it'll play a role yeah. in the rural areas where you can't get fibre, but you have this phenomenal um, alternative, which is uh, home broadband ha- through 5G. What about the homes in those rural areas where, you know, they're still struggling to get phone signal, never mind 5G? There are fewer and fewer of those. You know, if there yeah. are people that cannot get signal, you know, we have 99.9% coverage. Now, there are pockets where you will mm. get, because of the topography or whatever of the land, local landscape, uh, it is going to be tricky. But People get together, talk to us, we will put a site up there because it's in our interest to provide connectivity everywhere. Mm. Is a 3G network being phased out? Wow, that's a good question. Thanks very much. (laughs) Um, I'm sure over time around the world 3G is being phased out because less and less people are using 3G Mm. because they've moved to 4G or 5G. But, you know, we would still have a cohort of customers that are on 3G and we'll make sure they're looked after. But it's nothing immediate. Uh, There's nothing in the immediate future that we're looking at here. Mm -hmm. Allow me to return to the topic of 5G potentially at my own risk. Obviously, there are areas where it does have good uses and, you know, you mentioned some of them. But I suppose what I'm getting at is Joe and Jane Soap who are out there on their phones and they have 4G already and that's perfectly adequate. I mean, are they coming banging down the doors on the three stores saying, God, I don't have 5G on my phone. I really wish I did. Well, I mean, there's, there's some people out there who do want to be trendsetters and do want 5G, but most, all, pretty much all the new phones now are 5G phones, so it will be enabled under phones, so they will get used to the extra speeds. But as I say, 5G will enable other things other than just people talking to each other or downloading stuff from the internet. It's about the communication devices that they may have in their house that they will want to um, put into an app for themselves. So it's about lifestyle products that are available through our stores. So whether it is security cameras or smart homes, 
or whether it is pet colours, that's where they start to see the benefit of 5G because the speed at which things are communicated makes it possible uh, to talk about things like driverless cars because your latency is so low. Gaming is another area where 5G plays a huge role because of the uh, low latency that's required mm-hmm. in terms of interacting mm. with the game. People want 5G and they want that instant interactive ability. And that was Robert Finnegan, the boss of Three Ireland, speaking to Jess Kelly and Gavin McLaughlin. And you can hear that interview in full on the News Talk app powered by Golab at Goloud. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.